the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of our program on this Friday, and as you just heard the forecast, folks, listen, we have to, um, we have to be, you have to be happy that, and I can't believe we're at this, but at least it's not raining, right? I mean, at least it is not raining. So um, we'll take the forecast, and I know the sun is a little in and out today, but as a matter of fact, it's, uh, that's just where we sit right now. It is very warm out. And that's why this is a good day. If you're listening right now and they're saying that this uh, hot, sticky, muggy weather, we could be dealing with this through September. Well, you want to call JKL Engineering today. Call JKL at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. JKL Engineering. Folks, why not be nice and comfortable in your home? Right? J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today at 401-351-7600. Because Central Air is an absolute game changer for your home. Without question. And your family. Call call J.K.L. Engineering today, folks. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. With J.K.L. Again, Estimates are free. Financing is available. And on top of that, remember, with J.K.L. Engineering, that they are licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. Central Air is a game changer for your home. So right now it's 108, 108 on this Friday, and it's very warm out. And Central Air will absolutely, or maybe, folks, is it possible that just your uh, cooling system is not working as efficiently as it could? Well, then why not call J.K.L. Engineering today? 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, for over 54 years, their expertise is second to none. Call J.K.L., an approved National Grid VPI installer. Call J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Well, folks, we have uh, Reach Friday, and, you know, the big news, um, it it is amazing. The left is kind of going crazy a little bit because President Biden is, uh, is now siding against Cuba. But you got to think that, I mean, think what it takes that it's dramatic, in fact, that a U.S. president has to um, basically, you know, denounce communism. And so the left, people like AOC, and as I was mentioning, Black Lives Matter, folks, they are socialism is, in fact, on the rise, uh, not by a lot, but that's something to be leery of. Now, another story, though, is how about the fact that Los Angeles is once again moving into masks that um and there could be a new hollywood shutdown now see the, a problem is a lot of people have not been vaccinated and so the variants continue to spread there's definitely a variant out there and i think it's even affecting people i've known some people that did get the vaccine but just in the month of july they've had a cough so it doesn't, it's not enough that it lands them in the hospital, but it's definitely uh, affecting them and they're sick. And there's definitely a variant floating around out there. So, so in LA, they're going to require masks again for everyone starting Saturday night. And they're already saying that when the kids go back to school, a lot of kids are going to be wearing masks. Now, I'll say this. I know that there are so many people that are against mask wearing. And 
And I know there's a lot of people that are also against children um, wearing masks. But the fact is, number one, a lot of kids, you know, I just want to be realistic about this. Anyone, if you're a teacher and you're listening, even just a parent, listen, kids, kids are constantly a lot of germs. They touch things. How many people, how many teachers get sick because of the kids in the classroom? How many parents, your kids bring the, the germs home? Last year, with all the distance learning and with, with even the mask wearing, kids are sneezing a lot and coughing. Kids don't properly, uh, you know, little things, wash their hands enough, um, blow their nose enough, all those types of things. So... I, I, I'm not I'm not as adamant about that children shouldn't wear the masks as as some other people. Now I'm also seeing we have some news on this Friday, and I'm gonna play President Biden's sound of him in just a moment. Alors Channel 10. Alorza says city will accept support from state police. Providence Mayor Jorge Alorza has told NBC ten he will accept help from the Rhode Island State Police. Made it a comment during a taping of 10 News Conference. Governor McKee made two offers of, um, offices of assistance following the uptick. The mayor says the details still being worked out. He said residents won't see state troopers patrolling the streets of Providence. They can be most helpful on the prevention side. Getting guns off the street, having more patrol cars on the street. As my police chief mentioned, that's something we've done in the past. We work with the state police. There are a lot of different ways we can partner, and absolutely, we eagerly look forward to partnering in those ways. Lawyers are also talking about funding, and here we go, reimagining the city's police department on the program. Now, you know, those statements, folks, this whole thing of reimagining police, that's a big progressive buzzword. And I was saying, you know, one place where I think they could use state police is a little more of a presence in the down city area, around the mall, around the state house, but outside the state house, around uh, Kennedy Plaza. Now, I don't notice how he said, well, we're not going to have them patrolling the neighborhoods. We're definitely not going to have them patrolling out in the neighborhoods. But we uh, we will like take as if that would be a bad thing, you know, as if as if. Residents of problem, uh, Providence would have a problem or what, be, uh, be fearful if, if, in fact, they looked out the window or they were out in front of their house and they saw state police cars? Now, I understand, but there are certain cities that maybe Providence police want to focus more on. And then a lot of this, folks, state police, it would just be having... A presence as a deterrent. Let's say this is the package on NBC. Uh, tells us during a taping of 10 News Conference, he will accept some help from the Rhode Island State Police. It follows a recent uptick of crime in the city and two offers of assistance from Governor Dan McKee. The mayor says the details are still being worked out, but adds you won't see state police patrolling Providence. It can be most helpful on the prevention side, getting guns off the streets, having more patrol cars on the streets, as my police chief mentioned. That's something that we've done in the past and we work with the state police. And as uh, Chief Clements mentions, there's zero evidence that it, has, that it has had any impact. Now, there are a lot of different ways that we can partner, and absolutely, we eagerly look forward to partnering in those ways. Now, again, folks, that, you know, he'd like to be the governor. So he's not going to throw anything. But as I've told you, the problem with the violence, it's not, you know, Providence police, they don't need the state police to show them around. If anything, it's the other way around. I mean, it's nothing like that. But what this is, he is the problem. The voice you're hearing, that is the problem. Let me get to some of the sound that I have. One is, in fact, and this is uh, President Biden even. Communism is a failed system. It's amazing a U.S. president had to come out and say this. Failed system. Universally failed system. And uh, I don't see socialism as a very useful substitute, but that's another story. Um, with regard to uh, uh, whether the circumstance in which we would send military troops to um, Haiti, 
We uh, we're only sending American Marines to our embassy. Man, I mean, those two countries, a complete disaster and mess. But the left, it's not your imagination. They are coming out. They are coming out to defend Cuba over the United States. Much like Black Lives Matter. So, and even, you know, a lot of times I've interviewed Geraldo Rivera. I like Geraldo. Uh, I've met Geraldo. Um, I don't, some people have a real problem with him. But even he was talking about someone like a Fidel Castro. Castro wasn't, you know, he wasn't an idiot. He was evil and a dictator. Here's Geraldo. Let me hear this. Tourism, cell phones, internet, that'll that'll be what kills communism, not an army. Kill them with a, you know, this is what freedom looks like. If we give the Cuban people information uh, about what reality and and, uh, the freedom uh, they they could have, because if we keep pushing Cuba this way, you know what's going to happen? It's going to be the 1980 Mariel Boatlift. Hundreds of thousands of Cubans will leave on rickety boats, risking their lives to make that 90-mile passage to Florida. Uh, It's going to disrupt society in southern Florida. It's going to obviously cause tremendous peril to these people who risk everything. I think that you've got to go, you know, this naivete and this this recklessness. uh, You know, uh, we're going to have a revolution and all the nonsense. Remember the Bay of Pigs? That's not going to happen. You know, uh, I, I interviewed Fidel Castro back in the day, uh, you know, he's uh, he may be a monster, but he's very he, he was a competent monster, uh, you know. And uh, the fact that Biden finally gets around and says, uh, you know, he's a communist. Wow, stop the presses! Uh, I, I, I think that uh, we need we need a new relationship with Cuba, and the exile community should be in favor of that rather than. A- you know, Geraldo is exactly right, and as I, you know, as I said, the fact that. You know, President Biden finally gets around to, oh, just so we're all clear, you know, communism is bad. I, I, I like, and it's just amazing. But the fact of the matter is, you have all of these progressives, they're still going with the talking points that, that they are backing Cuba. And the thing that AOC calls to lift the U.S. embargo on Cuba. It's, cool. it's not our fault. It's not our fault. Wrong. We're not going to do anything to help that regime. The Cuban people are rising up against it. We, you're, you're not going to lift it so then they can, in fact, then stay in power. And that's exactly what lifting it would do. So this whole business that somehow... You know, call to lift the embargo. And these are all the same talking points that they're all using. Um, Then she claims that her initial statement, we stand in solidarity with the Cuban people, condemn the suppression. We also call for an end to the U.S. embargo, additional Trump area restrictions. Folks, they love to just go after President Trump. Anything that is negative towards President Trump. That's really what their focal point is, right? I mean, that's, that's what it all really comes down to. But as I was mentioning earlier, God, all these hit and runs, it's terrible what's going on. Cranston police searching for a driver hitting a hit and run. No one stops anymore. Cranston Street, gee, I wonder. As the investigation remains, you know, the person's in the hospital. This lawlessness that goes on. How about that? Did you see the missing girl found at a Tiverton home? Man charged. So he went and picked her up, 19 years old. She's 13 years old. She's living in the home with him and other family members. And they claim that they, oh, well, they didn't, they didn't know how old she was. So, but what, like, doesn't anyone, where are you from? Where are you going? Oh, I'm just going to pick this person up that, you know, who, who, uh, I, you know, I met her online, and I'm going to bring her with me, and uh, she's going to be staying here. We're staying there. 
And then you look at him and he's got, again, I recognize I tattoo profile, but totally has the, you know, the whole look going and no one stops to think like, are we positive that this, you know, how old is she? Are you sure? I don't want to say you want to ask for a license, but, and I also recognize that it can be a little difficult maybe sometimes trying to turn, find out how old someone is. Now, folks, another story that is very, very frightening is the situation with now the White House is going to be the one that is going to be flagging information for Facebook media platforms uh, and those uh, engagements typically happen through members of our senior staff, but also members of our COVID-19 team. Uh, given as Dr. Murthy Mar- uh, conveyed, uh, this is a big issue of misinformation specifically on the pandemic. In terms of actions, Alex, that uh, we have taken or we're working to take, I should say, from the federal government, uh, we've increased uh, disinformation research and tracking uh, within the Surgeon General's office. We're flagging problematic posts for Facebook. Uh, that spread disinformation. We're working with doctors and medical professionals to connect uh, to connected medical experts with popular with popular who are popular with their audiences with uh, with accurate information and boost trusted content. So we're helping get trusted content out there. We also created the COVID nineteen the COVID community cords get factual information into the hands of local messengers. And we're also investing, well, uh, they, as you all have seen, in the presidents, the vice presidents, and doctors. They should have nothing to do with that. They should have nothing. Like, what is she talking about? Folks, this is going to be a long four years, to say the very least. Very, very long four years. I don't understand why they would, they would, in fact, um, be the one that would be I don't understand why they would be dictating things. Let me put it that way. Why would they be the ones dictating things? That that suddenly now, they're the ones that are in charge of exactly how that's going to be decided. So I, I don't think it should. I, I know for a fact it should not. But what's so misguided is... Right now, people need to speak out about Cuba. People need to speak out about the evils of that. If we can't agree on that, if we can't agree on that, on the evils of Cuba, which should be like non-debatable, really, then the country's fallen even farther than, than I thought. I mean, there's just no other way to describe it. There's just no other way to... Um, describe the the reaction because the, these people they don't even care. This is like they they don't know what they don't know, and they're allowed to get away with it. In essence, I mean that's that 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 is just a fact. You know, even uh, Geraldo Rivera, who's supposed to be kind of like the borderline of the rep. I also want to play again. Tucker Carlson was talking about. Um, Tucker Carlson was addressing the fact that the U.S. military is, the U.S. military is in fact moving illegals around the country. So let's, I want to just play that again. So what exactly are they doing? So then we have new information for you that answers that question, at least in part. This show has confirmed that the Biden administration has enlisted the U.S. military to move illegal immigrants secretly around our country. That is happening at Laughlin Air Force Base in Texas. We know it's happening there because a man called Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Burroughs sent his subordinates an email spelling it out very clearly. Quote, over the next few days, weeks, or months, the note began, you may see passenger aircraft our ramp transporting undocumented non-citizens. Please review the attached public affairs guidance on the issue. Burroughs' email then instructed uniformed military personnel to hide what was happening on the base from the country they're sworn to serve. Quote, do not take photographs and refrain from posting anything on social media. 
Now, Lieutenant Colonel Burroughs offered no national security justification for keeping any of this secret because there is no national security justification for keeping it from the rest of us. He just told the people who work for him not to talk. Now, we got his email from a whistleblower, and at first we doubted it could be real. During the last administration, you'll remember, the Pentagon firmly refused to protect America's southern border. That's not our job, they said. It's too political. Send us to Syria. And yet, according to this document, here was the very same U.S. military leadership at the Pentagon helping the Biden administration with maximum enforced stealth, with secrecy, to subvert this country's core immigration laws. It was hard to believe that could be happening, but it is happening. The Pentagon has confirmed it to us. Spokesman Chris Mitchell described the flights from Lachlan as non-citizen movement, part of what he called the U.S. Immigration and Custom Enforcement's mission. He told us then to direct any further questions to ICE, so we did. We called ICE multiple times. ICE did not deny they were using Lachlan Air Force Base to relocate large numbers of foreign nationals into the interior of our country and do it secretly. The question is, where are all these people going? Several times, ICE promised us additional details, but in the end, we never heard back. Apparently, Americans do not have a right to know where foreign nationals are being resettled in their own country. We do know, thanks to the Center for Immigration Studies, that the administration, the Biden administration, has been sending illegal migrants all over the United States for some time now. Watch this. All right, so again, folks, that is Tucker. And, you know, he is not wrong about that at all. Now, someone also asked me, good afternoon, um, folks. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Someone also asked me about Tucker Carlson did a tremendous piece on the voter fraud in the state of Georgia. I want to just play uh, some clips of that right now. It's not true. It now appears there actually was meaningful voter fraud in Fulton County, Georgia last November. That is not a conspiracy theory. It's true. From the beginning, this show has tried to be fact-based when we talk about the 2020 election results. So here's what we know tonight, factually. At least 36 batches of mail-in ballots from the November election were double-counted in Fulton County. That's a total of more than 4,000 votes. Those numbers come from a group called Voter GA, which along with Bob Cheely sued to get them. The final tally from the double counts we know about amounts to more than... 3,300 votes for Joe Biden and 865 votes for Donald Trump. Now, before you dismiss Bob Cheely and voter GA as dishonest partisan actors, keep in mind that the strongly left of center Atlanta Journal-Constitution appears to agree with this, at least in outline. The newspaper reviewed the available digital ballot images independently and concluded that hundreds of ballots were improperly duplicated. What does that look like exactly? Well, here's what it looks like. At a press conference yesterday, a consultant with Voter GA called David Cross showed how we can be certain that votes in Fulton County were counted more than once. Watch. What I'm going to show you here is two ballots side by side. One of them is marked for Jason Shaw and it's got a little school mark next to it. You can see the identical mark on the second one. And the ballot image is stored up here on the top left. So this one over here is scanner 5162, that's scanner number three, batch number 235, image number 19. And that matches 234, image 59. So you have the same ballot counted twice in the images and counted in the audit. How that's possible, I don't know. How's that possible? I don't know. Every American should want to know, because the answer gets to the heart of the integrity of our elections, otherwise known as our democracy. We're not talking about a couple of ballots here. We're talking about a lot of ballots, at least hundreds of ballots involved, enough potentially to affect the outcome of the election. Here's another example. Here's one next one. Alright, so same batch number 234, age number 2, and 235, age number 61. Republican, 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 Republican. All the way down to the point where this little spot up in Fannie Woods matches this one over here. There's no question that that ballot was counted twice. So what's 
the explanation for this? Well, if you ask Fulton County, these discrepancies, the ones you just saw on the screen, were isolated incidents. Just a handful of bad ballots happens all the time. The county claims that any errors were caught in previous recounts. The problem is that neither one of those claims is true. Surveillance footage obtained by voter GA appears to show large numbers of ballots being scanned multiple times. Pay attention, the tape we're showing you, to the woman wearing yellow at the desk. According to voter GA, she slides ballots into a scanning machine, removes the ballots, and then reinserts the same ballots. This happens multiple times. The question is, how many times were those ballots counted? Was each vote counted more than once? Fulton County won't answer that question. Now, one way to know the answer would be to check what are called audit tally sheets. Tellingly, for months after the presidential election, Fulton County failed to provide more than 100,000 of those tally sheets, including 50,000 of them for mail-in ballots. When voter GA finally forced Fulton County to turn over the tally sheets, the conclusion was stunning. Here's what the audit found, quote, seven falsified audit tally sheets containing fabricated vote totals. For example, a batch containing 59 actual ballot images for Joe Biden and 42 for Donald Trump was reported as 100 for Biden and zero for Trump. The seven batches of ballot images with 554 votes for Joe Biden... 140 votes for Donald Trump and 11 votes for Joe Jorgensen had tally sheets in the audit falsified to show 850 votes for Biden, zero votes for Trump, and zero votes for Jorgensen. Wait, did you just follow that? How is that not flat-out criminal fraud? We'd love to know because it certainly sounds like flat-out criminal fraud. We've obtained photographs showing what went on during the recount process for mail-in ballots in Fulton County. These pictures were taken by a whistleblower who participated in the recount. She said she noticed something odd as she did. None of the ballots that she saw had any creases on them. You can see the stacks of unfolded ballots on your screen now. That's strange because, of course, mail-in ballots need to be bent in order to be mailed in. These ballots clearly had never been inside an envelope. And then the whistleblower noticed something else. All of the ballots, the whistleblower tells us, have been filled out by a printer, not by hand. And many of them supported the exact same candidates, Democrats, including Joe Biden. Voter GA detected a series of other apparent irregularities in the recount. The group's audit found, for example, that, quote, over 200 Fulton County mail-in ballot images contained votes that were not included in the hand count audit results for the November election. Now, why is that? We don't know. Keep in mind, once again, the results in the state of Georgia were decided by fewer than 13,000 votes. It was a close race. Every vote mattered. And then there's this. An elections expert called Mark Davis analyzed data from the post office. He found that nearly 35,000 Georgia voters moved out of their county of residence more than a month prior to election day. They were ineligible to vote, and yet they did. They still voted in their old county. That is illegal. It's not a small thing. Violating election law is something we should care about. And by law, their votes should have been excluded from the total. But they were not excluded. Why are we okay with that? Why are we okay with any of this? Well, we're okay with it because we've been told we have to be okay with it. We're undermining democracy if we ask questions about what happened during the 2020 election. And of course, that's a perfect inversion of the truth. Without answers to legitimate questions like the ones we just posed, and those are legitimate questions, democracy dies. People begin to understand that the system they've been told is on the level is in fact rigged. And when they believe that, God knows what they do next. So let's find out what actually happened. Let's find out immediately. Let's find out without shame. It's our right to know. It's our responsibility to know. Folks, that is, I mean, very, very in-depth, worth it. Um, and I also want to point out, folks, right now it's 1.35. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Ryan's Appliance Repair. Remember what we say, when your appliance is dying, just call Ryan. Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710 7096 401 710 7096 Ryan's Appliance Repair repairs on all makes and models of appliances. Now, for instance, uh, we're having a problem right now with our dishwasher. So, what did I do? Did I go and buy a new one? Uh, uh, no, did I try to fix it myself? I'm not talented that way. 
Instead, folks, I called Ryan's Appliance Repair. Set up a time. He's going to come. He will fix it. Whatever your appliance is, as we say, if your appliance is dying, just call Ryan, 401-710-7096. 401-710-7096 for Ryan's Appliance Repair. Saturday appointments are available. All work is guaranteed for 90 days, parts and labor, and senior citizens discounts are available. It's Ryan's Appliance Repair, 401 710-7096. Folks, as always, visit the website depetro.com. I also want to um, uh, just go through um, some of the headlines. Now, COVID has already started to become a problem once again with baseball. As many of you probably know, Red Sox Yankees were canceled. The, the uh, COVID numbers are going up again. The COVID numbers... Um, are definitely going up again. I know no one wants to deal with that, and no one wants to believe that. Some people don't want to believe it. But the variant is still floating around. And the variant is still floating around, and there's a lot of people that are not, still not getting the vaccine. So just, just know that you you still are possibly going to be, um, you know, as, as long as you're okay with that. No, no one, no one that has gotten the vaccine has died. The people that are dying are still people who have not been vaccinated. So I know it's a decision for everyone. I know some people. Are just there. There. This was has begun. It's. It was just so political from the beginning, and and it was wrong that it was political from the beginning. But the fact is, um, that there are people that between now and the new year, now and new year. I know it's summertime, and I know people are outside, but the variant's going to come back. COVID is not 100% gone. Right now, today is Friday. It is July 16th. It's 1.38. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Hey, folks, just a reminder, love to have you come along. 2021 Patriot Tour, Patriots Jets. I'm going to go along on this trip. I'd love you to join us. It's September 18th and 19th. And Alan Hockman Tours, call for more information. Go down on Saturday, spend the day in New York City. And then the uh, game is obviously on Sunday. This is the Jet Patriot game. It's um, early in the afternoon. We'll be back at night. It's very affordable. It's one thing, you know, I like going to Patriot games at Gillette, but it's always kind of fun to go on the road a little bit. A little bit of a road trip. Love you to come along. Alan Hockman Tours. Call today, 401-274-TRIP. Or it's 401-274-8747. Or online at 274trip.com. Alan Hockman Tours. Again, Patriots Jets in New York. We leave on Saturday, September 18th. We'll be back Sunday night. You'll be back at work on Monday. And it's very, very affordable. Log on. I also have it on the Facebook page. But I want to just finish the thought that I recognize that a lot of people um, listening right now, and maybe you're one of them. And maybe you say, you know, you didn't get the vaccine. And I know there are people and they don't like the mask and call it the whatever, the face diaper and all this other stuff. But I'm saying right now, between now and January, there are people listening right now that are going to die from COVID. So just know that the people that are the people that are refusing to get the vaccine, just keep in mind the first people vaccinated with the nursing homes. And what happened? All the nursing home deaths stopped. Um the variants around, if you're older, maybe you've been lucky this far. Maybe you've been careful. Maybe you are careful. This is your, you know what the beauty of this is? This is your choice to make. 
if if you don't want to get it, no one. I mean, I know some people are upset that the colleges are being forced to. Um, college students, quote, being forced to. But people have died from COVID. It's real. I don't know. Do we still have some people out there like the Japanese soldiers they were fighting on the islands in the late 40s that still thought the war was going on? I, I know. Listen, last summer it also died down and then it got really bad again. There's a pattern to it. I still get the people that put out. Anybody notice there's no the flu was not bad this year. Just saying but saying what? Yeah. You know why the flu wasn't bad last year? It's because people worked from home. People didn't go into work sick. You didn't have a lot of Christmas parties. People started saying, you know what, if I don't feel well, maybe it's not a good idea to go and shake people's hands and kiss people. And it's, it's you cut down on the spread. How do people not understand that? Is it just me? Anybody else notice flu doesn't seem bad this year? What part of that don't you get? Is it just me or do you notice kids aren't sick this year? Yeah, that's because they were doing a lot of distance learning. Folks, if you have hand washing, there's distance, masks, cleaning things, and most importantly, people sick or not feeling well or being screened, you're going to cut down on all those things spreading. I don't know what to me. I'm just saying. But saying what? I'm telling you. I'm going to repeat what I've said in the past. I think the pandemic was was too much. I used to say for a lot of people. I'm going to say for most people. And I I recognize there are some people. Well, it's like it's actually not like the flu. And and by the way, there are people that die from the flu. I think it's it's about time that we stopped people selfishly from spreading germs. I don't know why we allowed it for so long. Why have they allowed for so long people to spread germs? People would go to a hospital when they're sick. You shouldn't do that. People would go to work when they're sick. You shouldn't do that. People would go to a holiday party, a gathering, shake your hand, get on a plane, go to church, all while sick. Eh, It's nothing. Yeah, except you're spreading it. Anybody notice the flu? Yeah, that's because people were at home and not going out and not going to the office. A lot of germs transmit from just the office. A lot of germs transmit from either the office. Um, and so, you know what? I'm right now. I want to contact. Speaking of of being healthy. I want to contact our friend Marie at It's My Health on this Friday because the weather is good. And I want you to stop in there. Remember, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Marie at It's My Health. Stop in and see her vitamins, herbal remedies, great products, folks. Folks, joining us on the line right now on this Friday, she is the queen of health. And it's our friend Marie. Good afternoon, Marie, and happy Friday. Good afternoon. Happy Friday. It happy is sunny day. Happy sunny day. It is dry out. The weather for today is dry. The weather for tomorrow is dry. The weather is perfect. What a perfect day to pop by and see you at 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland at It's My Health. Absolutely. Now, Marie, a lot of times uh, this time of year, people are troubled by different things. You have so many different natural products they could use that they don't even realize. Oh, going, going the natural route is the best way for any kind of ailment, whether it is you, you, know, you did too much out in the yard and you pulled your back or, you know, twisted something you know we have things for that um anxiety right now stress sleeplessness there's so many things that we have that can help these things without without going to you know chemicals and on top of that you also have a lot of local products at it's my health 1099 mendorona cumberland diagonally across from davenport restaurant we love that the the local products there are so many really bright 
people in the area who, who make things from CBD to local honey, local maple syrup, gum, um, and, and we have a couple of CBDs, Vermont, Boston area, um, just some great products. Folks, we're speaking to Marie at It's My Health 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, Marie, it's very healthy, very uh, important for children to remain healthy. You have a full section of vitamins strictly uh, and designed for children. Right. Multivitamins, vitamin D, calcium, number of different enzymes, probiotics for for children. Because children don't always get all the nutrition that they need. And Marie, on top of that, there's nothing like some nice iced tea. And you have all different types of tea that people could try. It's nearly endless. All the possibilities of things that, of teas that you could try, that you could make into iced teas for the summer. And they'd be so healthy, so much better than just drinking a straight black tea. And if you don't mind indulging us a little bit on some of the great uses for the hemp and CBD products. So hemp and CBD in low doses is great for anxiety, also great for uh, sleeplessness. In higher amounts, uh, that's where we get the the benefits for pain. Um, Even things like seizures, um, you know, hemp has been shown to be helpful for that. So, and we have a lot of animals on it too, especially dogs, you know, who can't walk. They've got, you know, hip problems or just, you know, arthritis and they don't judge. You know, you give them this stuff and suddenly they can move again. So it's, and we have topicals as well. So a lot of people like to put the topicals on that, on that shoulder that's been bugging them or that knee that gives them trouble when they walk a lot. So we have all kinds of uh, lotions and salves, and we have the oral with liquid. We have gummies, lots of choices. And Marie, not only that, some people like they go away on vacation. Maybe it's on a cruise or what have you, and they say, oh, I'd love to get to the hotel and book a massage. People could pop right in to It's My Health and book a massage or book reflexology. They can give, they can give us a call, and we can set them up, absolutely. Now, what are your hours for today, Friday, and also tomorrow, Saturday? We'll be here till 5.30 tonight, and from tomorrow we'll be here from 9 to 4. And tomorrow morning is a good time to pop in for a good yoga class, too. And are you welcoming new customers to It's My Health? Absolutely. Absolutely. No restrictions. Someone had sent me an email saying they've lived in the area for a long time. They've never stopped in, and they weren't sure if it was okay for a new customer to pop in. I said absolutely pop in and see Marie. Absolutely. We get new customers all the time. That's great. Folks, Marie, it's Marie at 1099, Menden Road, a couple. And Marie, keep up the good work, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, folks, there it is. Marie at It's My Health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and all... So 99.9 FM, you can always listen online at the website, which is petro.com. Just looking at some of the headline. Now, I, I think, um, let's see, Wesley School Committee requests for records on teaching about racism. The school committee voted against a sweeping public records request by a local resident. So any information related to teaching about racism in its curriculum. I've been in touch with him. He's a Wesley resident, Bob Giadaro. He was um, trying to get some information. Folks, this is where I want you to understand that at some point, the, the public school system is broken. The public school system, and I don't just mean here in Rhode Island. Listen, it's a failed experiment. It's failed. You know, there are different pockets, different pockets where it works. But by and large... It is not, it's wildly expensive. It's incredibly expensive. And what they are doing is they're digging their own grave for people to either homeschool, go to private school. They fight the charter schools. You know what's ridiculous is still all these teachers and the unions and they have all these pensions. And in Providence, how they, they don't have a deal. They don't have a contract. Of course they don't have a contract. I want to see there's a good piece in the Boston Globe. Providence needs to put children first by Angel Tavares. 
A lot of people are surprised at this, but he puts public education be focused on preparing children to succeed. And then saying the reason discussions involving public education should always be centered around teaching and learning the children. But it's not. However, that has not been the case in the discussion over Providence Charter School. Proposed use of space in the Providence Public Schools. Much has been said, written, tweeted about this move. Providence teachers cried a lack of transparency, honesty, true collaboration. The union has been consistent in its vocal opposition to achievement first since the school was established nearly a decade ago. But while the co-location of achievement first was not handled well, in this whole discussion about space, we've heard little or nothing about students' academic performance. Especially the massive gap between Providence children enrolled at Achievement First and their peers in the Providence Public Schools. It's clear Achievement First is doing something right when it comes to teaching and learning. The most recent data available, and I talked about this actually, posted impressive results. Achievement First students tested 54% proficient, outperforming the state at 28% and Providence at 11%. Two of the state's highest performing school districts, East Greenwich and Barring, tested 54% and 64%. In English, now, and this achievement first, 54%. In English language arts, achievement first students tested 57%, outperforming the state at 35% and Providence at 17%. Again, he mentions East Greenwich, Barring, and tested 64, 72. During the pandemic, while Providence struggled with attendance, 60% of students were chronically absent, higher at some places, missing more than 18 days of school. Achievement's first average attendance rate was 94%. When I, along with several of the mayors, moved to open Achievement First, I hope it would longer school days, longer school year, stronger curriculum, principal autonomy, especially the ability to pick their teachers would lead to better student outcome. We often hear there needs to be collaboration between charter schools and traditional public schools. Sharing the same building certainly seems to provide a perfect opportunity to collaborate. Perhaps we could learn a thing or two by studying Achievement's First best practices and adapting them for the Providence Public Schools. Instead, what we heard through the years is a litany of excuses of why Achievement First students perform so well while their peers in public schools are so far behind. In the face of the student achievement, the General Assembly, at the urging of teachers' unions, considered a range of bills to reduce funding to existing charter schools, and the Senate passed a moratorium on newer expanded charter schools. We have before us an example of what works. We should be doing more to expand high-performing schools instead of making excuses, putting up roadblocks. If traditional public schools are not willing to change, it's incumbent on our leaders to expand, build, and replicate the models that are working. Stop the political squabbling, focus on teaching and learning, and put our children first. Former Mayor of Providence, Angel Tavares, he's exactly right, but the problem is, as many people know, is the teachers' unions, folks, they call the shots. They call the shots. They have the power at the state house. The two most powerful unions in the state are the teachers' unions and the firefighters' unions. And good luck. To anyone that tries to go against them. Because they have endless amounts of money and manpower and political support and a lot more. Folks, right now it's 154. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by Allstate Lock. Now on the website, DePietro.com, are you in need of maybe experts in locking systems, building security, security cameras. Call Allstate Lock today, 401-349-0042. 401-349-0042 or online at allstatelock.com. You want to make sure that you're nice and secure. Allstate Lock. They will do that and protect you and protect your family. Now, another reminder... If you need some power washing done, contact Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545, 401-837-4545, Jamie's Power Wash, Jay Freitas Construction, Deck Staining, Handyman Services, Professional Power Washing and Deck Staining, 
It's Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545. He'll get rid of the algae and the moss and the green stains. Tremendous. Jamie's Power Wash, professional power washing and deck staining. Look for him on Facebook as well at Jamie, Jamie's Power Wash, 401-837-4545 or online at jamiespowerwash.com. So the Pawtucket police officer, finally back in Rhode Island, was in court today and apparently released on, on bail, as you can imagine. Uh, that should be an interesting trial. Off-duty Pawtucket police officer pleads not guilty, of course. He's got a very good attorney, by the way. He's got a very good attorney. I would, uh, that, that's got a long way to go. Looking at the headline, thunderstorms possible Friday afternoon into the weekend. Wife of man killed on Route 146 in Providence said he was an amazing father. Police accuse a woman of driving under the influence. Now, that, she's the illegal. She hit and killed a motorcycle rider in Providence. No one will report that. Yadaliza Pamental, 31 of Providence, appeared in court, charged of driving under the influence, driving to endanger. Killed Ruddy Maldonado, 31, of Winsaki, killed in the crash. He leaves four children. Family and friends were grieving at his home. Wife says he was an amazing man of God, believer in God. He was in the lane to exit 146 at Admiral Street, right where you take the right 95 years off. When Palmento, drunk, changed lanes, hit him, knocking his motorcycle off the highway. Oh, my goodness. How about the drunk driver is free after posting $500? State police asked for higher bail, but the judge said a lower amount after asking how much she could afford to pay. So that's how it goes now. State police, listen, we want this person held. The judge, well, how much can you afford? Uh, 500 pesos. All right, that's good enough. Wow, that is amazing. 500 bucks. Well, that's all I can pay. What if she had said 100? What if she had said 100? Terrible. Poor man. Father of four. Father of four killed by a drunk driver. Basically, I mean, she is. She was. Knocked him off his motorcycle. Right? I mean, that's what happened. A drunk driving illegal. Who the judge lets go on $500. God, the family must be like, what? $500 and she's free to go? State police wanted higher bail. Well, what can you afford? Translator. She says 500 pesos. All right, let her go. Driving under the influence when she hit and killed a motorcycle rider in Providence. And tonight we're hearing from the victim's family. NBC10's Brian Crandall live in Providence with their emotional story. Brian? Patrice and Dan, that says the woman accused in the deadly crash was here in court today, but is free after posting bail. Yet Eliza Pimentel faces charges that she caused a deadly crash on Route 146 in Providence last evening. Rhode Island State Police accused her of driving under the influence and driving to endanger. 31-year-old Rudy Maldonado of Woonsocket, who was riding his motorcycle, was killed. He will be deeply missed, I know, by many people. Maldonado leaves his wife Tiffany and four children, joined by family and friends grieving at their house today. You know, I feel terrible. Listen, folks, I want you to have a safe, enjoyable Friday. It's John DePietro. Thank you for listening. We're back on Monday at 11. And if there's breaking news, we do Facebook Live. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. Great it's job. summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, 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 some, some, summertime, 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 summertime,